Hey, Matt, how's it going? Ready to knock out the intro? Yep, let's do it. You got the file from Liz and Trace? Um, yeah, I do. Al, uh, you look over this yet? Haven't had a chance to. Why? It's title, Letter Kenny Final Season, Al's Super Special Intro. Oh, boy. Uh, hold on. Dear Al, in keeping with creating an epic and exciting intro for each of the hosts, we wrote this one for you, big guy. Hope you like it. Love you bunches, Tate and Webb. Ah, goody. Can't wait. Al, it's uh, just a limerick. That's it? Uh, yeah, no clever setups, no high-concept comedy, no artful homages to Letterkenny opens of past, no epic existential free verse, no multi-character theatrical skit, no catchy songs, and Al, yeah, not surprisingly, no rap. Talk about half-assing it. Oh, so hang on. I don't have to mix anything, overdub anything, cut anything, paste anything, add music to anything, format anything. Matt, I don't have to do any editing. Guess not. Told you. They're kind of phoning it in this week. They, they, they really did make the intro special for me this week. Are you crying? Shut up and read the limerick. Here we go now. For Derry, things are getting tough, and Wayne has had about enough. But with a heart that's shattered and his friends all scattered, his Saturday is looking pretty rough. That fresh produce stand there, that's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Torrance podcast. The produce stand. Ah, uh, fucking sexy. It's Thirsty Thursday, and that means we are once again hanging out at the produce stand, a podcast paying tribute to everything in the universe. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other Letterkenny podcasts out there, but this one is not stuck. I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is a lovely Tanya. And online, we have Squirrely Matt and the very stagnant Victor. And joining us this, uh, tonight, she's a Montessori school teacher from Nebraska, mom to a seven-year-old, and her older brother says she's a badass who doesn't take shit from anybody. So please join me in making some noise for Rebecca. Wondrous. Oh, my God. I regret nothing. Welcome to the produce stand, Rebecca. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, our pleasure. Now, uh, that intro off the top there, your older brother says you're a badass. Now, can we can we divulge who your older brother is? You can. This is a TPS first because we we now have a sibling guest on, our buddy Robbie Cooper, who has been on the podcast himself a couple of times, and also um, at, at ag halls and all sorts of things. Uh, Rebecca, he's your older brother. Yes. Did he tell you that he carried? Did he tell you he carried me around Sudbury like a ragdoll? <laughs> That's right. I have heard that story so many times. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, we appreciate you coming on and uh, and doing this today with us. Uh, I'll ask you the standard question since you, this is your first time meeting you. So when uh, where did you discover Letter Kenny? Uh, I discovered Letter Kenny a few years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I think season five I came in, and it okay. was just one of those shows that grabbed you, and I. When the, that I finished that season, I start all over from the beginning. Well, here, here's an addendum to the question: Who discovered it first, you or Robbie? You don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. 
Interesting. Well, you. you I'm going to say me just because I'm here. Okay. And he can't argue with me. Right. So I'm going to say me. <laughs> All right. So does, it was does your does your joy for the show permeate into Shorzy? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Nice. So it wasn't one of those things where you discovered it. You thought it was so amazing, and you and you called Robbie up and said, "You've got to check this out." You guys discovered it on your own individually. Yes. Interesting. All right. And and when did you discover this podcast? Uh, when Robbie, the first episode Robbie was on. Okay. So um, so you discovered, or sorry, he discovered it first and told you about the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Well, that was a, a fun time, and uh, we we loved meeting him in person up in Sudbury that one time, and uh, uh, so and we know he comes from from good stock. So, <laughs> welcome to the the, the produce stand, and let's get started here. How are you now? Tonight's lineup is going to be Matt, Victor, Al, Casey, and Rebecca. Our guests will have the last word. Matt, How how's you your that? how's your week? <laughs> oh man, it's been a week. Let me just say that. I, I'll be honest. I was debating even coming tonight, um, but I ne- I needed it, so I came. Um, wifey's been sick mm. all week um, to the point where she couldn't even get out of bed until today. Um, it's been rough. I don't still we don't really know exactly. What, yeah, it's, and that's why I couldn't join the Ali Pierce interview, which you guys slayed. It was so good. I listened back. Absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually reached out to Ali after and and. and Thanked her for coming out, and sorry I couldn't make it. And she's already both of them already said they'd love to come back. So yeah, we well, wanted to want to do a follow up post tour. Um, I think that's going to be a no brainer for them, and we'd love to have them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. But yeah, it's been a rough week. I mean, it's 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 everything's been on me this week, and I mean, I'm not not looking for sympathy. It's just it's a lot, right? When you yeah. just having to balance it all. Um, I wasn't going to share this story, but this episode after rewatching this episode, there's sort of a scene in this episode that felt relevant. Hmm. I had an incident on the weekend, uh, which I shared in the discord. Um, so I am not naturally a confrontational person for anyone knows me. I don't like that kind of shit. I don't handle it. Well, it's just my nature. Um, was that a, to set the scene, I was at a liquidation store in Vaughn with my youngest who's four and wifey, uh, just, looking around and some DGen walks in with his child who's probably five or six and mm. walks down the toy aisle where we're kind of at the end of and I watch this piece of shit uh, for no reason at all notice a pride flag sitting on the shelf mm-hmm. and he grabs it smirks to himself grabs it rolls it up in a little ball jumps up and hides it on the top shelf so I'm like, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm like, what an asshole. Like, I'm just like this piece mm-hmm. of shit. So as soon as I sort of see him, the exit of the aisle, um, I turn around, I walk back in, reach up there, grab it. And I hang it on the shelf mm-hmm. on display. Cause I'm like, who fucking cares? Mm-hmm. And he sees me do this and he turns around and says, can you believe they put that shit in a toy aisle? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who fucking cares? Yeah. Like that was really my response. I'm like, I don't know. It's the right response. I'm like, who fucking cares? Like that is not ruining your day in any way whatsoever. Why did you have to do that? Like, there's no reason at all. And he's like, it's fucking inappropriate. I'm like, why? It's a flag. It's colorful. Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Right. And then he's looking at me and we kind of like, it was getting pretty heated. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Jen walked over and she's like, are you okay? I'm like, like, just leave me alone. Like, but my little guy's there. His little guy's there. I'm not going to throw down with some asshole like this in a store. But we went back and forth exchanging words for a minute there. Um, he's like, Oh my God, I've never let my kid, you're telling me you'd let your kid do that. I'm like, if my kid wanted to have that flag, 
goddamn right I let him have it. I do not care. It's none of none of your damn business. Mm-hmm. And I looked at his kid again. I looked at him like, fucking great role model there, bud. And I walked away. I'm like, just had to hold him accountable to that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just it ruined the rest of my day too. I'm like, I, I just. Yeah. I know there's people out there still mm-hmm. and I'm not, I'm not someone who's an open advocate for anything. Like, it's just not me. But at the same time, I'm like, why? Like, I can't, it just blows my mind when I see things like this. And maybe I'm just at the, my, maybe because I'm 40 now, I'm losing tolerance for stupidity. Yeah. You're almost at the get off my lawn age. Yeah. Oh, I'm already, oh, I'm already at that one. Don't worry. That, that, that came and came and went a long time ago, but it was just one of those things. I, yeah. You hear about these things yeah. and you know, you don't always experience it. When you watch it in person, it's, it's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy, he wasn't an older guy. He was younger than me. He probably was maybe 30, um, which was even more mind blowing. Like, I feel like the younger generations are supposed to be setting the wave, but yeah. it was just a full on degen moment that rubbed me the wrong way. But I had to share, don't be a fucking asshole out there. <laughs> even if you feel negative about these things, keep it the fuck to yourself is yep. what I would say. Like Matt, it's Matt. unnecessary. Matt, you know what? You did a good thing. You should feel good. You set the right example for your kid. Yeah. And and this piece of shit, he would have walked out of the store thinking he did something. He saved he saved the 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 young generation, right? Mm-hmm. And instead, instead, he had a confrontation with somebody that maybe made him think about it. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you change his mind, but at least he's not thinking he did something special and nobody. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's he left the store thinking about yeah, something hopefully else, I, right? I hope at the it very doesn't, least. right so so you did a good thing you shouldn't feel bad about it you should mm-hmm. feel good about it you did you know like you, you you showed courage and you did the right thing um you know like regardless right and yeah. you did it in a non-violent way mm-hmm. so take the win i think you yeah. did oh you, you and, did and I, I am it's still i just i'm i tend to um dwell over things like that and it's right or wrong it's just one of those things you, you witness and i and i appreciate what you're saying i totally i agree i mean i know i was in the right i hope he walked away we of course felt for his kid like this is the kind of environment that he's going to grow up bringing that negativity to life and it's you sucks. showed his kid that there's a different way of thinking yeah mm-hmm. hopefully hopefully yeah. that's so, take that yeah so i don't want to end on it on a sour so on a happy note mm-hmm. um to really wrap up my my moment here um i started making videos with my middle guy um, I shared a couple on, on Instagram. Now he showed some interest the other day on, he's talked about wanting to be a YouTuber and all this. Um, and last week when I was dropping him off for school, we have a little time, um, before school and I showed him how to edit one of his old videos. So we had a, him playing with a robot and we just used Instagram and cut it and put some music to it. And he really loved it. So then this morning we did the same thing, but I, I shot a little sequence of him going down a slide at the playground at his school. And he was like, he couldn't understand what we we're doing. I'm like, can okay, I run by me? And, you know, I've done this stuff before. It's been a while since I've played with these muscles. But um, and then we sat in my car and we cut it all together and watching his face light up as I cut the first two clips together and showing mm-hmm. him how seamless it looked as he's running up these stairs, his face lit up. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. So we've already agreed that we're going to keep doing this. Um, nice. I told him to think about some new ideas that maybe on the weekend we can play with, like whether it's just him you know, telling a story or running around the house or playing with one of his toys and like whatever it is, we can edit and sit down and put together a little storyline. Um, and who knows, maybe there's some passion that he'll find out of it, but either way, it sounds like, yeah, yeah, it sounds like you already lit a spark right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. His, I, I, and he's, he's my guy who doesn't always smile Mm -hmm. and that's okay. But Mm -hmm. when you get it, it's, you know what it's like? It's like, you know, they describe K Trev, you get that K Trev chuckle. Mm -hmm. That's my middle guy. When you get that smile at him, it's so contagious and worth it. So 
um, we will be making more videos. Very nice. What What are you using using to edit your videos? Oh, j- today was just Instagram. Like they're basic. Oh, like so on your phone or yeah. on like a yeah, laptop? Yeah. So yeah, if it's on, my- on your phone, uh, it's you just downloaded like a free video, like editing app. Yeah. And and because with that, like and almost any free editing app, they'll come with effects, right? So it'll be fun for him to just put in like at whatever, when you see him smile, put in like some, you know, stars in the background or mm-hmm. something. That would be really, really cool. And you can yeah. put effects that make sounds and not sounds. So you'll have lots yeah. of fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're curious to check them out, it's on my Instagram, um, but they're uh, they're fun and there'll be more. Very cool. Victor, how you, how's your week? Oh man. Like now that we're doing two podcasts a week, then it just feels like there's two, there's not enough, there's not enough days that go by between us kind of seeing each other right, right. now. Um, oh, so sorry. You're we, getting too much of uh, Matt. Is it? Yeah. I get it. Too well, much no, Matt. Matt, Matt gave us a break this week. No. But, uh, <laughs> I'm never giving I'm, you a break. I'm the one I, I own the zoom account. <laughs> yes. And I guess he let the bird out of the cat's mouth uh, on what that <laughs> podcast was about. So that was, uh, yeah. that's going to be something fun coming to our listeners. Um, what else? Uh, oh, today I got my, uh, house hippo. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, I'm excited for you. Yeah. We've been hunting for this thing for so long and finally we captured one and, uh, and, and I'm wearing him right now. So I'm very, very excited about that. Um, okay, stand up and- just a bit so that, uh, Tanya can see what you're talking about. Uh, okay. He's gone. No, as soon as my head disappears. <laughs> he got a <laughs> Canadian okay. house hippo. Oh, wait. Uh, Sweatshirt. Cheers. There you go. God damn no. it. <laughs> this is going really well. Yeah, this is making right. great podcasting. You'll to, yeah, you'll have to Google it. But anyway, I'll tell I'll send you a picture later. Mm-hmm. Um uh, let's see what else. Oh, we watched uh another show uh called Cleo. I think it's called Cleo. Yeah, it's like a German, it's a German show, but we listen we watch we watched it dubbed. Mm-hmm. Um and it, I didn't know what to think of it at first. Like it's kind of a, starts a little slow, but it's not. Uh, and and you really kind of really enjoy the characters um, as you get into it. Um, so we just finished it. I recommend it. It's really good. Cool. And they just announced season two. So uh, I guess other people thought so as well. Nice. Um, so that was pretty good. Um, no, nothing really else. Al. I mean, and then we're going to do two podcasts again next week. So yeah. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> do you need to renegotiate your contract? <laughs> I think so. Yes. <laughs> uh, Mike Benelli says Cleo was great. So he uh, agrees with you. Um, or my week anyway, uh, let's see here. We started. Okay. I know people are like talking about new shows and, and stuff like that and rec- whether they or not, they recommend them. Tanya and I started a show that it's not exactly old, but it's, it's probably old news. Uh, we started game of Thrones. Um, now I, or as I like to call it medieval soap opera, right? Medieval soap opera. Have you never seen it? <laughs> no, so I've never seen I've, it. I've watched it up until the red wedding. And then oh, I yeah. and then I stopped. There was too too long between seasons, and I just kind of lost track. Uh, but uh, yeah, for some reason, Tanya one day is like, why don't, "Why don't we try Game of Thrones?" I'm like, "Okay, if you want." She's like, "What's it like?" I'm like, "It's like a medieval soap opera with lots of sex and lots of gore." And uh, she's like, "Yeah, that sounds good." So <laughs> we and, and uh, male I mean, nudity. I understand. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. There's nudity. nudity of all sorts. Um, yeah. Uh, male, female, dragon—it's all there. Um, oh, so. dragon! Uh, there, there's a. I think is—is is there like a—is there like a not a sequel? Uh, a prequel. Like a there's spin-off? a prequel to it. Yeah. A spin-off? House of the Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. House of the Dragon, because they just announced Supergirl for the for the the new DC universe, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's the actress. I forget her name. It just fell out of my head. Okay. But they just announced Supergirl is the, is 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 the actress from the Dragon Show. Okay. Cool. 
Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we're enjoying, like I, I've seen the first three seasons, so we're just playing yeah. catch up. It's been a while though. So I'm, I'm remembering how good a series it is. Like just yeah. the quality of it is so good. But I also like the fact that every well-known British actor is going to go through this series basically. So yeah. how many seasons is it? I, th- I don't remember. Or series is? I, I think know, there were six. Six, something like that. Somebody will probably scream it at us on the live stream. Yeah. So yeah. There's- and, and all I say is brace yourself for a less than exciting ending. Okay. All, all right. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you shouldn't have said that. That's no, not good. I'm, I'm going to say it. It's it's old news. <laughs> You're only allowed to say that. It's about not Lost, old news because it's new to me. Watched it. No, it, 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 it's good. It's fine, but it's not. Anyways, you'll get there. We'll talk all about I it. told Tanya tonight. was not to get too attached to any one character. Because that, that's a fair comment. <laughs> anyway. yeah, that's like the walking dead. Yeah. Wherein, you know, they yeah. will kill anybody. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And uh, I think a couple of days ago, we talked about this in the pre-show. I was on the sound off podcast hosted by Matt Cundell, uh, C U N D I L L for those of you with dirty minds. Um, and that'll be coming out soon. So looking forward to that, uh, coming out. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tanya, how was your week? Um, I've been recovering from last week's, um, <laughs> moment of, of, of just that was two weeks stopping. ago. Was it? No, it was, I was sick last week. Well, last week last you weren't week. on, but the week before is when you left early because of, Oh my oh, yeah. God. That's Has it right. been that long. Yeah. I've, yeah. Oh, my apologies for running out. Do I have to do the same thing out. I did with uh, Matt? Yeah, you can. I, I don't care. <laughs> okay. There, <you> <laughs> there, the were, there were moments. Moment, I was like, oh man, I am not going to live through that moment. Yeah. Anyways, I had uh, Margaret. What was it? Margarita mania murder murder i don't know i don't know what took me out something took me out apparently mexico isn't the only uh mexican thing that i can't go to not anymore. just the country you can't even go I eat can't the even food go have the food it, it was yeah i don't know it was it was a wee bit sketch when we went but the rate like the reviews were amazing i've got to stop looking at reviews i think it's come to the point where i'm like okay even like the rv had amazing reviews and we all know how that went mm-hmm. So maybe I need to stop looking at reviews. I'm thinking maybe. Or only it, read the negative reviews. I don't know. I don't. It, yeah. <laughs> Those are the useful ones, right? If you read the, yeah. the worst of the negative and you can still live with whatever they're talking about. Yeah. Then yeah. you're okay. Yeah. Because, because like you can tell like, oh, are you, is, are you just a douchebag or a D-gen? Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, uh, you're giving this, you can tell. Right. Yeah. But if people are complaining about real things, then that's a good thing. Right. So. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Only read negative reviews and you'll uh, that you will do you well. Maybe that's what I should do. Yeah. So I uh, got food poisoning and then quickly that changed from that to my son took me out with um, with his cold that he had. I don't even know what the hell it was, but God knows it lasted a week and I still have the cough. So um still trying to recover from that. It's, I'm just been exhausted. This week's been tiring. Um, and, uh, oh, exam started this week. And we're actually, we have uh, our son's birthday happened last week um, during all of that crap. Is he 19 now? He can, yeah, feels I, like he's I, skipping years. I, I told I everyone we put a candle in, in a... In a <laughs> Yeah, in a the cinnamon I think bun. He's Seventeen cinnamon bun. Yeah, he's cinnamon seventeen. Bun. <laughs> They're growing up on the podcast. They're gr- and uh, someone called out. Someone called us earlier that when I was talking about my youngest, I think it might have been Liz. That like mm-hmm. when we started the podcast, my youngest was like just born. Like yeah. he was still under a year. Oh my so god! It's, 
That's crazy. crazy. It is. Yeah, we're looking for, we're going to uh, Whirly Ball on uh, the weekend to celebrate, and that will be a first, and we're looking forward to that. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Have I'm you sure done that, we'll Matt? Have- Whirly Ball? So fun. Yeah. So fun. So Whirly Ball, uh, just a quick description, is basically bumper cars, but with the scoop, and it's like ho- uh, in, in a hockey arena kind the of wiffle thing. Ball meets, yeah. Wiffle Ball meets basketball yeah. meets I've, I've done that. They have it on, they used to have it on Orpheus Road beside yeah. Yorkdale. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never, I never went to that one, but I always wanted to try it. So uh, yeah. we're going to try it on Saturday. Yeah, it's super fun. See what happens. Yeah, that's it. All right, and Rebecca, how have you been? Uh, not bad, not bad. It's been a been a little hectic of a week as a preschool teacher. We have uh, influenza A, B, strep oh. throat, and hand, foot, and mouth going around our oh. tiny preschool. Jesus. Uh, so I basically just walk around all day with like a handkerchief over my face and a Lysol can in one hand. <laughs> Just <laughs> intermittently spraying children as I go. Well, it's your Fixing fault. Like, you, you teach the kids how to share. I mean, it's it's. I know. I, it, I know. We teach them all these great things, and mm-hmm. then they like stick their hand in their mouth, and then touch the toy and give the toy, mm-hmm. and then they want to touch me and hand, no foot, and mouth. I don't know if you've ever had the the enjoyment of of dealing with that pain. We actually found we've went through it twice or three times. Uh, both kids. And um, we did uh, ice packs in their bed. If you put your uh, feet on the ice packs, it takes away some of that intensity of the the pain and stuff. So ice packs for your the palms of your hand or for your feet. It helped. Or, or don't get it. Or don't, or get, don't it. get it. Yeah. <laughs> Wear hazmat, hazmat, hazmat suits, suits are recommended. <laughs> yeah, yes. Victor's forgetting what it yeah. was like to have young kids oh man no i'm just enjoying that i don't have to deal with it anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah enjoy enjoy well we appreciate you joining us i, I hear you might have been a little nervous uh leading up to today i hope uh, i hope the nerves are gone uh, now that we've they're, shown they're, you they're how settled. how lax things are here literally like we don't do anything properly yeah <laughs> you should be fine yeah you probably have more notes than any of us yeah exactly you even have one i have a whole paper so yeah you're, oh, you're already out of the game all right, so My I'm going to quickly do the Twitter roll call. We have some familiar names this week, uh, starting off with Sykes. Uh, now, they, uh, this is exciting because Sykes, uh, they're in our Discord, and they're working on uh, some new uh, imaging for the podcast, and I can't wait to share it because it is awesome. Matt, so you've good. seen it, right? So yes. uh, it, it, they did a great job with some of the designs and stuff, and we'll uh, we'll roll that out once we're done with Letter Kenny, and we have to, you know, Maybe make a few changes just to keep things fresh, but I'm looking forward to sharing that. Uh, also, welcome to Irrit- Irritated Philosopher, CCDK1745 from Eckhart, Indiana. Shorzy Take On the Canes from La- Raleigh, North Carolina. Adult Pixie from Anxiety Central. D from Tucson, Arizona. Pokey Quirky One from Iowa. Rush2112 from Hell. Sean Cannon from Toronto. Sean Curry. Finney. Mark Hagar from uh, Buffalo. He's a newest addition to the TPS Discord. Yes, uh, Victor, we will get to that as well a little bit later. Our buddy Zach from Florida. Uh, gray is my fl- favorite color from Chicago. Adam Christian. Jason uh, Kwiklinski. Uh, Ryan Grismala. Uh, How's that from uh, Vir- Virginia? Bobby McGee. Where am I here? I lost my... Adam... Oh, no, no, no. Here we go. Fr- Phil Turner from Coburg, Ontario. Steve J from Oakville, Ontario. Mostly Harmless. Kelly L. from... Kelly L. Thorpe from Sonora, Texas. Moss from Twitch. 
John Michael Jackson, uh, Swaggy Pooh from New Jersey, uh, Jerry <laughs> D. Warren, Stacy Young, Nicole Jacala from Zanesville, Ohio, Tommy Markey, Matt from Gold Coast, Australia. I, I was looking at our, our uh, numbers the other day, and Australia now has surpassed UK for our listeners. So we have wow. more l- listeners from Australia than we do from the UK. So cool. yeah, it is really cool. It also says smarten up, UK. Exactly, smarten up. Um, <laughs> Where do you get those stats? Is it on something else? Uh, no, it's on. I'll show you later. Okay. <laughs> you <laughs> Laura, know I like playing with the numbers. I know. Laura Stakera, uh, Matt Mumby, Mike from Wisconsin, Catherine from Austin, Texas, Daniel Craig, not that Dan- Daniel Craig, <laughs> Miss Elizabeth Heaton, uh, Teddy Underbridge, uh, Larry Fedor. Doric from Toronto. He's the host of Later That Same Life podcast, the award-winning podcast. Uh, Brick Top from Westfield, Indiana. Chris Holmes from Ravenswood. Uh, General Hawkeye from West Texas Desert. Beers on the Lot from Frederick, Maryland, a hockey podcast. Uh, Robbie, Hey Lester, Herman, Nadine, Keith Brown from Omaha. The, the, the Human tar- uh, Cartoon from Fritzlandia. And Chad is somewhat rad from Tampa, Florida. Thank you for following <laughs> and hopefully for listening. Previously on Letterkenny. Last week, we recapped and reviewed episode four of Letterkenny, season 12, Snooters. That episode received a fresh rating from the unlikely pair of Victor and myself, <laughs> along with our guest Sarah, and a clearance from Casey and Matt. Uh, Tanya, do you... I cannot even recall it a okay. little bit. Okay, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, when we do the season Snooter. recap. Oh, yes, I do. Sorry, Snooters. When we do the season recap, yeah, you I don't can get it. All right. <laughs> uh, according to our scientific tw- Twitter poll, 56.9% gave it a fresh, really low. Uh, 40.3% gave it a clearance and wow. 2.8% gave it a compost. I'm, I'm, I, I'm aligned with science more than I'm not. Just saying. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that seems kind of low. But anyway, this week we recap and review episode five of season 12, Stuck. Matt, have you done your homework? Twice. Victor, have you done your homework? It is. I've done my homework. Tanya, have you done your homework? It was. And Rebecca, have you done your homework? I've done my homework. All right, here we go. Well, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. We open at Modine's. Wayne, Alexander, and a very drunk coach are sitting at the bar with Gail. Gail informs Alexander she's going to the beer store and asks him to hold down the fort. Alexander replaces Gail at the bar and watches Gail leave longingly. Wayne notices... Uh, notices this and offers Alexander a penny for his thoughts. Alexander is having a tough time right now. Despite her being his boss, he thinks Gail's pretty and he'd like to ask her on a date. Uh, he could use some advice, but coach looks like he might be a little too drunk. So, and coach denies he's too drunk, but so onward they go with the advice. So I think that in this case, as in most cases, honesty is the best policy. Well, one should always mind their scruples. So I'd say, Hey Gail, I know you're my boss, but I think you're really pretty. And I'd like to ask you out on a date. Oh, this guy doesn't waste any time. What do you think of that, Coach? I love it. In the event that she accepted the invitation, and I do like my chances here, I'd ask her to take a walk up for ice cream. Oh, I think you might be sweet enough. What do you think of that, Coach? Yeah, he is. Well, we ate our ice cream. I would comment privately on people walking by and try and make her laugh. Oh, well, telling her how pretty she looks. Oh, you get a long way telling the gal she looks pretty. What do you think of that, Coach? Tell her. Well, then I'd take her for a walk down to the river, find a nice bench along the bank for us to sit on, and then I'd ask if she mind if I held her hand. First he's holding hands, and then what, Coach? Anything can happen. I would continue talking to her and trying to make her laugh, all while doing some inconspicuous deep breathing to try and settle my heart rate down from the sheer euphoria of holding hands. And once my heart rate had settled, I would go in for a kiss. Here we go now. This guy doesn't even ask. 
What do you think of that, Coach? Sometimes you don't have to. Sometimes you don't Alexander says that he'd assume from her smiles and laughter that asking for a kiss would be a step in, a step he could skip. But he'd also be looking for visual clues such as flushed cheeks to indicate indicate that she'd been aroused. Uh, Wayne says that that's when you know you got her real fired up. Wayne asks Alexander what he thought the next step should be. Alexander thinks it's impolite to kiss until past that point. Boy, oh boy, you got quite a plan there, Alexander. Sounds like Gail's really in for it. He's gonna get it. I suppose now all I have to do is get past the pickle of asking my boss out on a date. Alexander, I know you're my employee, but I think you're handsome, and I'd like to take you out on a date. Yep. You like a woman who knows what she wants. And that's the cold (laughs) open. Cue the opening theme. Matt. We start with you. <laughs> it was, um, I like this one. It, it was actually a pretty cute opening. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole conversation was uh, pretty charming from Mr. Alexander there. I liked his approach. It was really, but you throw coach into that and I was dying. <laughs> like every single thing he muttered, I laughed harder. Um, even as ridiculous. That was the silly kind of humor that I get a kick out of. Um, I thought it balanced out the seriousness of their conversation perfectly. So uh, it just, it made me laugh really, really hard. I'm going to think Victor is going to say the opposite. what do you think of this cold open Victor? Well, aside from the fact that uh, he perfectly note for note described, I think my very first high school date. Um, <laughs> I, really? I, 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 I kind of felt it was just, it was just so, um, it was sad, right? Because like we haven't seen Alexander in such a long time. Mm-hmm. And and I felt like this is the second last episode. Let's use him for his talents. And he delivered his lines perfectly. I loved listening to him. Mm-hmm. But nothing when it was very wholesome and yeah. it was so it was very matter of fact. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't funny. And it wasn't like and I was waiting for a payoff. Right. There was, I was waiting. Okay. He's it's there's it's going to get funny. Cause I didn't find anything about coach funny. Cause you know, I, I don't think drunk people are funny. Right. Um, you know, that's where Matt and I are not compatible. Oh, yeah. That's one was an easy one to call. Uh, unless Matt is the drunk one, <laughs> then, then he gets funny. I'll take but, that too. Right. Yeah. I'm not the asshole. I was going to say, what did you think of Matt on his birthday? I thought he was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that's real life. Right. So, I just thought like coach was a prop mm. and if for me, it didn't do like, I didn't laugh a single time mm. during that cold open. I didn't even snicker. I like, there was nothing there was no, and it wasn't like I'm, I had my hands crossed and make me laugh. You know, <laughs> it wasn't, it just, it was just very matter of fact, very wholesome, mm-hmm. very pleasant, very nice. I just felt like, give us funny, give mm. us a funny Alexander, a little bit of funny, give us a payoff. And there was no payoff. So okay. it was do you just, think, okay. do you think at all, sorry, before we continue, I mean, Alexander's been given some pretty hilarious opens, mm-hmm. and we know how much Kiso loves the everyone he works with. Do you think this might have been a chance to give um, Jeff McHenry a chance to stretch his more serious wings for a moment, play some of those muscles? Do then you think give him one of those sta- forty-nine episodes. You've mm-hmm. got nothing but runway in front of you. Like, don't don't make the don't use the I'm second last episode for just that. calling it out. Like, is, could right. that be some thinking? It could be. I don't know. Um, in the in the live stream, a few people are saying this is the f- best cold open of the season. I think it was just fine. Mm, it wasn't. No. It, it wasn't. Um, Disagree. 
it, it yeah. was. I'm I'm kind of with Victor where it wasn't overly hilarious, but I I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was and and unlike Victor, I think drunk coach is hilarious. So uh, <laughs> some some of his reactions, Hardy. some of his reactions were just priceless. So uh, I, I enjoyed that part of it. So I did find it funny, not over the top hilarious, but it was funny. And any scene with Alexander, I'm for. So yeah. Uh, it had Alexander, it had funny drunk coach. So uh, to me, it was a, a good, a good cold open. Ten. I, I think that there was payout. I mm-hmm. think that, um, Alexander, uh, Gail coming into the room and ask, asking Alexander out on a date. I think that was the, the payout of mm-hmm. the whole, the whole skit. Um, I'm, I'm leaning more towards Matt. Like I, I thought that the cold open was re- really funny and I actually agree with uh, what they're saying online. I think it is one of the strongest cold opens that they've had uh, this season. I think the banter between Wayne and Alexander and, and Wayne orchestrating the whole conversation between uh, pulling the information of what Alex is going to do next and getting coaches input and coaches just bloody hilarious. He was yeah. kind of, owning the whole thing as you know the the laughter he mm-hmm. was he was keeping the 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 funny in the conversation but then alex ended up keep holding his own at the end yeah. and and him you know having that you know the, this is what i'm going to do next and I, then i gotta breathe because i'm gonna be you know uh, flustered and 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 but, uh, but there were a few times where he did get a, he allowed himself to get a little cocky too saying why well, i like my chances of, of getting th- this far with yeah with Gail. yeah <laughs> and- i I, I loved I, I loved it. I mm-hmm. thought that the banter was great and I thought um, they really played it well th- with the the dynamic of the three of them mm-hmm. and yeah. that com- and keeping that conversation and that flow going and it was it wasn't that so fast again, I don't like it when it's so fast that I miss what's being said. It was a good pace to it. It kept my interest. I, I thought coach was h- hilarious and, uh, Ale- and Alexander gets the date. Yeah. Just why was he Gordon? The live stream says it is a more fitting end to have him develop than just be another joke. Mm-hmm. And I like that's kind of what I was questioning there. Is that potentially how they decide to wrap up Alexander's character by giving him a moment? Possibly. So. Rebecca, what do you think? I liked it. Mm-hmm. I like any opening with Alexander. Mm-hmm. He I don't think he got enough screen time, in my opinion, on throughout the entire series. One hundred percent. But. Like Tanya said, I really enjoyed the back and forth between him and Wayne. And I think when coach popped in when he needed to, it, I mean, it made me laugh. I wasn't dying. I didn't think it was the greatest mm-hmm. uh, coach's little input, but it definitely, it added to it and mm-hmm. made it what it needed to be. I also found it funny or amusing that Alexander was asking for advice, but not once during that cold open <laughs> was he given any advice. Uh, he no, was, right. he basically, he had it all planned out what he was going to do to the, like, to the moment. Um, so there was no advice given there. He was just, he just like, needed validation more yeah, than anything. Exactly. Yeah. He needed a, a hype man and coach was his drunken hype man. <laughs> Everybody needs a drunken hype man. I agree. I love drunken hype people. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to scene one. We open with Tyson and McMurray standing outside Modine's having a dart. A very irate Wayne gets out of his truck and approaches them. When a friend asks for help, you help him. Why is he shouting? Darry's a fucking DJ now. Dare's a DJ now. And I ain't friends with DJs. No, you're shouting. It's me who's your friend. It's me who's asking for help. When a friend asks for help, you help him. Look, those dudes get into some bad shit Saturday nights. We gotta get this sorted now. 
Saturday night's all right for fighting. Fuck DJs! It'd be a lot more productive without the shouting. And if there's a DJ, <laughs> then fuck him too. Both Hicks storm off in opposite directions, leaving Tyson standing there alone. Scene two, Squirrely Dan is at the produce stand alone, dressed in full Mennonite garb, including a white uh, or a light blue short sleeve button down shirt, straw hat, suspenders and eyeglasses and slacks. Wayne approaches and eyes his good buddy curiously before taking a seat in his usual spot. Uh, they don't say a word to each other. Then Katie approaches wearing a sombrero and claiming about uh, complaining about the heat before taking her usual spot. Hey, Katie. Wayne. Saturday, eh? Can confirm. So it's not as if you're dressed for Taco Tuesday? No. Okay. And hey, Dan. <laughs> good buddies. Saturday, eh? All day. So it's not as if you're dressed for Sunday service? Nope. Well, it's for sure not Halloween. Is this about this, Wayne? Oh, what, that, Katie? Or this? You're gonna have to be a wee bit more specific, Dad. The skids in hockey threw me a Mexican theme party. Well, sure. Try to convince me not to move there. Well, that's a bit bass backwards. I suppose. Like, if they wanted to convince you not to move there, why wouldn't they just show you some photos of some nutsacks hanging from bridges with their dinks cut off and act <laughs> a polka? Oh, yeah. I guess that was a bit bass backwards, wasn't it? But why would they have to convince you? You'd never move there. Hmm. What'd you say, mm? Yeah, I said, hmm. Why'd you say, mm? Just saying, hmm. She can't say, hmm. I just want to know why she said, mm. Hmm. I don't know. Kind of flirting with the idea. Why? And Katie gets up, walks over to her brother, puts the sombrero on his head, and admits that she's just feeling a bit stuck. She walks away. Wayne asks her where she's going. She's going to call Lily, who has a list of resorts they could work at. Uh, Squirrely Dan gets up too. Wayne asks where he's going. He's helping Lavina and the dicks do hay. Uh, Wayne's hurt that Squirrely Dan didn't help him do hay. Wayne, you ever wonders if you're in the right place? Not once in my entire life. Okay. And you? When things slow down there for a little bit, I found myself spending way too much time on the internet reading stuff that pissed me off. Made me irrationals and defiance. My hope is that many, many others come to the same realization. An idle mind is the devil's playground. And you're just one more nutsack shouting on Twitter. But the more time I spent with Lavina Dix, I came to really appreciate her people's simple way of life. You know, Mennonites is always busy. Sun-ups to sundowns, working hard, helping each other. Pooping in the buckets. A general non-materialistic ways of life. Well, pooping a hole in the ground. And a real commitment to peace. Fuck, they run. And I've never been the church's biggest champion, but good to branch out every now and again wayne you know expand your horizons, see what's out there good way to make sure you don't get stuck screw dan walks off and there's that word again stuck wayne looks bothered next scene riley and jonesy sitting at the bar at modine's with the skids and bonnie mcmurray riley and jonesy are feeling dejected but the skids are already on or are on a real high lately uh, they tried to make katie feel special but it seems she's got the blinders on for mexico at least the skids still have snooters Stewart corrects him. His neighbor is the fire marshal. Warn them if they pack that many people in the basement again, he'll call the fuzz. This puts Riley and Jones into an even lower mood. Bonnie isn't too fussed. Uh, Stewart thinks the fire marshal might have had an ulterior motive uh, to shut them down. Roll made out with his son in my backyard last year, and now he thinks we turned him gay. <laughs> once you go cack, you never go back. Is that true? Well, once you taste sack, you never go back. Siri dog? Once you eat crack, you never... Okay, good for Roll getting some ass and all, but a little <laughs> sympathy over here, boys. The love of our lives is walking out the door. They're interrupted by Harley and her and another D-Gen fr- uh, girl who um, offer zero sympathy for Riley and Jonesy's plight, only more chirping. Uh, then they turn to the skids. Har- uh, Harley calls Stuart the Lego man and rolled something she pulled out of the drain. So Ry- Riley and Jonesy start chirping back at them. 
Okay, D. Jennifer Lawrence. More of a D. Jenny McCarthy, but... Yeah, D. Jenna Jameson. Look, I like a little bit of chirping just as much as the next guy. Same, boys. We can dish it out. We can take it. Yeah, but like, we pushed up on you, like, once, and then you just showed up and started calling us dusters. Still take you down, honey pee. But... Oh, yeah, 100%. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, your <laughs> friend, too. Okay, shut up. But we're strangers, okay? We don't even know each other. You can't just show up and start chirping a stranger. That's how trouble starts. Even with the people we know, there's only one girl we let chirp us like that. Harley asks who the girl is, and then from a nearby table, they hear someone say, me. It's Tannis, Shania, accent, slash, sitting at a table overhearing the conversation. You got some gams on you there, lady. I'll give you that much. She's got an ass, too. You! 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 Meh. Thanks. Yeah, I caught it as soon as she walked that little farty box in here. Me or her? Two of you. Your fucking stank mitts stacked up. Excuse me? The boys are right. You can't just show up and start chirping strangers. That's how trouble starts. Isn't that exactly what you're doing? You're fucking right I am. You got a whole postal code up country. You should fuck off to it before you get bit. Okay, so take that stank mitt back to the bush, bitch. And don't ever talk to these boys again, you hear me? Harley warns Tannis to keep her head up. They'll come for her. Tannis tells her they'll come for her. Uh, next scene, Mickey and Derry pull up to the gas station. A lot, a lot of use of this gas station this season. Uh, Wayne is also there gassing up. And it's quite a coincidence that they're always there together. Um, Wayne's always also there gassing up. Mickey goes inside to buy some chew. Wayne tries to talk some sense into Derry. How are you now? She's a hot one. Enjoying your honeymoon? Beats being stuck. Oh, for fuck's sake. What? Like, it's the whole town with that phrase. Would you just all read it on the back of a box of sugar cereal? Everybody's got their thing. Who's got their thing? Dan's got his man night. Oh, we bet. Katie's got Mexico. Well, she's flirting with the idea. You've got Rosie. Sure. Now I have the DJs. Good buddy. You are far too bright to be saying that out loud. Mickey hears this before walking into the gas station convenience store. He sees uh, Ron and Dax at the counter. Fag. Fag? Huh. But don't you mean fags? Yeah. Fags. Huh. Mm. I've been called a lot of things in my life. Yeah, fag hundreds of times. But never by a deeply closeted gay man. That, madam, <laughs> is a first. Cut back outside to Wayne and Derry, who are still arguing. Derry says the D-Gens think he's funny and cool. Wayne says it's not as if he thinks Derry should jump, jump, jump off a bridge. Wayne asks Derry if he's happy where he is. Derry says yes. Wayne asks even if it's Saturday night. What do you know about Saturday night? Bad gas travels fast in a small town. It's fine. So you don't see anything wrong with it? Nope. Not even a wee bit? Not even one drill bit. Not even one bell pepper? Nope. So you're saying you're just fine? Yep. And dandy? Mm-hmm. So you're saying you're just fine and dandy? He said, yeah. Mickey interjects. He knows how Wayne feels about them. They're bad, but Derry is one of them now. He's bad, too. Derry, when you die, will anyone say I'm glad he's dead? <laughs> no. And he's not that bad. Mickey thinks Wayne uh, would like the fiery lifestyle. It's a rush, an addiction. Addiction exists for two reasons. One, to ruin your life. And two, to make you think that everything is fine. <laughs> hey, man, being a DJ's fun. Okay, fuck, it's too much fun. That's why you don't put the monkey in charge of the bananas. Let's get out of here, Daryl. Derry, why don't you hop in with me? I said, let's get out of here, Daryl. Derry, why don't you hop in with me? Derry doesn't move. Mickey makes his case. Everyone has their thing. uh, If he goes with Wayne, he stays stuck. 
But if he goes with Mickey, he's a king. He's got the hottest girl in the yard. Wayne clarifies with Mickey that he's talking about his own sister, right? Uh, once again, Wayne asks Derry to come with him. Uh, they're interrupted by Ron and Dax, who come out of the convenience store. Hey, girl. Noticed you bought some dip. Now I'm all excited. Mm, so he's a spitter, huh? Mm, show me a spit. Oh, I'll show you a spit. Show me a spit. Get out of here, Daryl. Yeah, you're gonna take that in your mouth. What else are you gonna take in there, huh? <laughs> don't even tell me. I don't even want to know. It's so fucking hot. Okay, actually, you can tell me. I really want to know. It's so fucking hot, buddy. Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you, man! <laughs> Mickey drives off with Derry. Scene seven, cut to the front of Modine's where McMurray and Tyson are once again having darts, just like before. And Wayne, just like before, storms up to the both of them. At the risk of repeating myself, when a friend asks for help, you help him. Well, Tyson and I were talking, and I kind of agree that shouting is not going to be really productive in getting to the bottom of this here situation. Well, don't shout. Well, that means you can't shout neither. Clock's ticking, McMurray. We got to get this sorted now. When a friend asks for help, you help him. But he's still shouting. Who shouted? Well, there you weren't, but before you were. Oh, I don't think he was. Well, he was kind of shouting. When he said, who's shouting? No! When he said, clock's ticking, McMurray. Fuck I don't Why? <laughs> Look, he's always been there for me, and I've always been there for you. I gotta tell you, I'm having a real tough time with this one, big hossie. Real tough. Wayne storms off again, leaving Tyson and McMurray cursing and angry. Riley and Jonesy walk out of the bar. They ask where Wayne's going. Tyson tells him to degen land. Riley's pumped. He wants to go to D-Gen land too. Jo- Jonesy says they've been taking it from D-Gens all week. If Wayne's going to scrap them, he wants in on it. Axe and Slash walk out of the uh, Modines as well. Slash asks Jonesy if he's uh, sure of that because it's Saturday night after all. McMurray asks what they do on Saturday nights. Axe responds, real D-Gen shit. The skids also join the group. Scene eight, cut to Wayne sitting quietly alone at the produce stand. His phone rings. It's Rosie. Wayne begs her not to use the word stuck. Josie, uh, Rosie oblige, obliges. Uh, she's headed up into the interior to bring dogs back, get them away from the forest fires. Uh, she's wanted to call him just before, you know, before she lost reception. Wayne tells Rosie she's a great gal. Rosie asks, so Wayne, that- whoops, Rosie asks Wayne if uh, he's with the usual suspects. He's not. She asks him what the rumpus is. After a quick assessment, it appears the charm has worn off around Letter Kenny. Ah. Dan's still a Mennonite? Yeah, Katie's still flirting with Mexico. And Derry's still a- Maybe I am stuck. Are you? I might could be. Here's the scoop. The grass out here, it's just a wee bit greener for me. I wish you saw it the way I do when I look at it, but you don't. Lift your head up. Look around you. How's the grass on Letterkenny? Wanna what? I don't know if it could get any greener. So then it's pretty green. Some say the greenest. Makes sense. You're the toughest guy there. Hey, toughest guy in Letterkenny rolls off the tongue nicely, doesn't it? You are stuck, Wayne. But there isn't a single thing wrong with it. You are exactly where you belong. You're always there for the people you love. I know, and everyone knows that if we ever need you, if the grass isn't greener, you'll be right there. Well, I guess might as well just stay uh, stuck. Uh, okay, we're breaking up. I well stay stuck. I said I I might as well just stay stuck. Yeah, we're breaking up, cowboy. Wayne hangs up and sits there, letting Rosie's words wash over him. He lights a cigarette, takes a long while with a drink before saying, "I'll just stay stuck." 
Katie walks up, tells Wayne to quit talking to himself like a fucking weirdo. Uh, she takes the usual spot on the lounger, complains about the heat. She doesn't know what she was thinking, flirting with the idea of moving to Mexico. This gets Wayne's attention. Mexico is a good is good for a visit, but to move there full time, the summer in Letterkenny is hot enough. She's she'd fucking melt in the heat. Uh, she couldn't live there. She needs four seasons, and this gets a fucking A from Wayne. Uh, Katie asks Wayne if he thinks Lily's cute. Wayne doesn't answer right away, but we hear a you from Squirrely Dan who walks up to the produce stand looking like the Squirrely Dan we'd know and love. Denim overalls, checkered shirt, farmer cap, and no glasses. Tell us how you really feel. She drove past as I was sitting here the other morning and I said to myself, I said, you. All right, I'll say it too. I'll say you. And then I thought, I'm not going to get any attention from a gals like that dressed as a fucking Mennonite's. You melt your dick off in this heat dress like a Mennonite. <laughs> That's the other thing, Miss Katie's. The nappers eat so much garlic that when they sweat, it comes out their pores. Isn't that something? Yeah, Schmelly's will stink you out of house and home. What fucking they run? You know, as much as I respect their beliefs and their lifestyles, I think I'm going to stick to just nitpicks and the good stuff. Keep her moving. Cut the corn, get her gorn. Katie asks the others when they think Derry's going to be done with his DGen honeymoon. Scene 9, cut to D-Gen land. Harley is in her usual position, sitting on Derry's lap. She tells him tonight's the night he's going to get lucky. Uh, Derry's uncomfortable with the topic on account of Mickey sitting right beside them, listening to the entire conversation. Harley leaves to get Derry and Mickey a beer. Mickey starts pumping Derry up for his big night. He's going to get it real good. He's a lucky guy. Mickey's about to suggest something no doubt horrific when uh, they're interrupted by driving Pete. Uh, it's Saturday night and they know what that means. Derry begins to panic. He forgot. He's got to take care of his grandmother's dog. Pete tells him to sit down. He ain't going nowhere. He drew the short straw. Final scene. Cut to the farmhouse kitchen. Wayne, Katie, Squirly, and Squirrely Dan take a shot of Gus and Brew. Double tap and the musical montage begins. Set to the song Countdown by Phoenix. Cut to, a, to Camp Degen. They're all uh, poking and prodding Derry and cheering him on. Only he's decidedly not excited about what's about to happen. Uh, they pick him up and start carrying him to the field. Cut to the farmhouse. Wayne steps out of it, steps out, not in his usual plaid shirt, but in a green camo shirt, followed by Squirrely Dan, who's also wearing a camo shirt under his uh, overalls. Katie's waiting for them at the truck. Then McMurray pulls up in his truck with Tyson, Riley, and Jonesy, uh, Axe and Slash, and the skids in the back. Cut back to the D-Gens. Derry is psyching himself up for his run. The D-Gens hooting and hollering around him. He starts his run. Driving Pete has a rifle. Derry starts running. He looks terrified. Then from off the screen, someone runs up behind Derry. It's Wayne. He gets an arm around his buddy and hugs him while shielding him from any gunfire. He walks Derry uh, with his arms around him towards their, their truck where Katie takes over with her arms around Derry and walks him back to the truck. Wayne takes off again, and we cut to Tyson, McMurray, Rowley, and Jonesy, Axe, and Slash, waiting in the bush, ready to pounce, and we fade to black. All right, that is the episode. So let's talk about what you thought of this episode. No ratings yet, just your initial thoughts. Matt, you're first. Yeah, um, a lot, lot going on this one. Uh, mm. A lot of good, good content. Mm -hmm. Um I'll call out some moments and I'll focus on a couple things that I really liked. Um, <laughs> the, to me, one of the lines of the episode was the, it's for sure not Halloween. <laughs> when, <laughs> yeah. When, when Wayne's I don't know why that just the way he delivered that mm -hmm. uh, Wayne just killed me with that one. I thought that was a great scene of them bickering. Um, the Riley and Jonesy uh, stranger chirp. 
sort of bit that they did there. I thought was really interesting because the way they went on about how, you know, they, they only chirp people they really know. Right? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it, and, and that, that transcends into Shorzy as well. Like there's a lot of that logic as well. Yes. They chirp the other players, but you know, there's that whole scene with Wayne or sorry, Shorzy and Sanguinette where yeah. they talk about how they can talk shit to each other because mm-hmm. they're friends. They know each other. That's how they do. That's how they communicate. So I, I like that. Um, how that, how that balanced out there. Um, I thought the Dax and Ron scene, um, how they flawlessly turned that situation on Mickey was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought it was definitely risky how they approached that, but they did it with intention and, uh, I, I think it paid off. So it's uh, interesting to note, um, and, and I was reading about this in the live stream, but I also saw tweets and stuff about this when the episodes first came out. Yeah. Uh, the F word was bleeped out in the U S not in Canada. Okay. Oh. In Canada, they didn't censor anything, so that was, that was interesting. I bet you they didn't censor the rifle sh- bullets. No, no, they, they probably didn't do that. <laughs> they probably in smiley faces. But uh, just a, just an interesting note that yeah, Hulu censored. They they. Why would they censor in one country and not in the other? Well, they have well, different standards for huh. censorship. Yeah, they have their own censor- censorship laws yeah. and things like that. But but um, yeah, it's just uh, interesting to to know because uh, somebody said. Uh, yeah, somebody said in one of the social music, did anyone else get the bleeped out uh, F word in, in your episode? And uh, I'm like, well, what are you talking about? Because we watched the whole thing. I'm yeah. like, I don't, I don't remember them bleeping anything out. So, yeah. But what's weird is, isn't Hulu like, um, like you're, it's uncensored? Well, but Hulu's yeah, Disney now, right? So, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, those fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And again, it's it's a choice word, but it was very powerful. Yeah, it, look, it's not a word that should be thrown around lightly, but in no. in in the right context, it's powerful. And in this case, I thought it it, it was done right. So I totally agree. Yeah. Um, the other comment that I really liked, and again, I don't have personal experience, but I know many who do. Um, I like the line about addiction and mm-hmm. having two purposes: one yeah, to ruin your love life, and line. one yeah. to make you think everything is fine. Um, I thought that was a really powerful statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, Remember that next time you're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> those are momentary mats okay you can't you can't my mat in that moment doesn't always think and make good choices but anyways um that said the two things i wanted to focus on more um dan and the dicks i was a little disappointed that and again without having seen the last or without getting into the next episode that we didn't get any dick scenes Mm. Um, how they kind of just grazed you and somebody over, else on this podcast. They grazed. Oh yeah. <laughs> they just kind of grazed over his story. Like his story that was there and you made all these assumptions of what was going on mm-hmm. and he talked about it Good point. and you watched him, his, his dress got, got more elaborate until the point of this beginning of this one, he was a full Mennonite. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he wasn't, and he talked about it and why, and I, I cool with that, but I would have loved to have seen one more interaction with the dicks, yeah. some kind of scene dedicated to them. Um, which I'm assuming uh, don't, we don't get in the last one because he's already gone back mm-hmm. to dance. So I was a little disappointed. I mean, it didn't ruin the episode for me by no. any means, but um, definitely something I, uh, maybe they couldn't find a way to make it work. I don't know. I'd be curious to know uh, why they left that element out. But yeah, it was a very quick and tidy turnaround to that story. Yeah. 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 And the other ones, they've really given us these these mm-hmm. big buildups um, and then and then some kind of an ending. Mm-hmm. Um, that said the, the ending scene, um, I can't be the only one that got a little choked up when Wayne ran out there and grabbed Derry mm-hmm. and that one moment where he kind of pats him on the chest and pulls him in mm-hmm. that 
Like that is brotherhood. That is well, not only that he puts himself between the, I know the gunfire but, and dairy, and then wraps his arms around yeah, his butt. Yeah, yeah but everything about that yeah. build up and him running out, mm-hmm. and you could see everything emotional on both of their faces and mm-hmm. how their mannerisms were in that moment that wrapped up everything for what had gone down. Yeah. So I really appreciated how they wrapped that storyline up um, in that one moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought that was brilliant. So really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Victor, what'd you think? What did I think? Um, well, uh, surprisingly, I agreed with 95% of everything that Matt said, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought all the, uh, all the scenes, um, let's, leave the last scene out for a second, but all the scenes uh, were really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think any of them were hilarious or it was all, it was all for the most part, kind of very matter of fact, just moving the story along. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there was some humor with uh, the way that Wayne and McMurray spoke to each other mm-hmm. and Tyson being the, you know, logical one there. And uh, with, with uh, uh Tannis uh, coming in and, you know, with so little does so much um, in, in, in this episode, I thought she was a bit of a standout uh, with the scene that she had. So that was Sorry, really who? good. Tannis. Uh, Tannis. Oh yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. 100% agree. Yeah. 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 And you know, and, uh, it was, it was good. It was, they were good scenes. Um, the, the gas station, we come, keep coming back. I guess the portal is uh, letting everybody out at the gas station now. <laughs> yeah. At the same uh, time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so there you go or or uh, tardis for uh uh or mm-hmm. uh trolley trolley out there um and and then you know we get to the i may have missed some scenes but we get to the final scene and for me kind of the final scene um i kind of felt like for those that know it it to me it felt like the richard donner uh cut of superman 2 it's like <laughs> You know, uh, if if anybody out there saw Superman one, it ends with Superman just you know flying around the Earth to take take back time and uh-huh. and make everything good again. And okay, you saw it the first time, great. And then what happens in the Richard Donner cut of Superman two is they do that same ending. <laughs> they just he runs flies around the Earth, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking, what really? That's what you were going to give us? Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't. We've been there, done that. Like, let's move on. And I kind of felt that way about this episode. I just, I felt like I can't believe a whole week went the way the last episode ended. Mm. It ended so dramatically, like where Derry is like second guessing. I don't really want to be here. I'm going to get the heck out of here. And even though Mickey is kind of telling him, trying to kind of manipulate him at the end, he still witnessed the whole rifle. He witnessed picking the short straw and, you know, mm-hmm. almost kind of, he, he, he was already there. He went through that. And then a whole week went by and they went through the whole process of drawing straws. He picks a short straw and then he goes on and having the threesome conversation about his girlfriend and his, uh, uh whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then like he, he, at that point, he still didn't like, he's still there. Like, what yeah. are you doing there? Like if I was Wayne, I would have given him a hug, but also smacked him across the back of this head. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Putting me into this situation well, where now I have to put my life in danger. I think Wayne and Katie have already tried the, the, uh, the tough know, love know, approach it and it just, didn't work. It, it was so dramatic last week mm-hmm. though. Yeah, no, right? I know. Was, but I thought the dramatics like, continued this week. I thought, yeah. um, I, I get, I just I just been there done that like mm-hmm. move on let's move on from these fucking degens mm-hmm. they're we know they're losers we hate them mm-hmm. but we just kind of went through that all over again yeah. and I felt like this was this this episode more than any other for me is 
a perfect example as to why Wayne said, you know what? Enough isn't Wayne. Uh, Kiso said enough is enough. It's time to move on because it's like ending the same way that it started with a big brouhaha. And uh, it's just the, you know, the same repeat in this episode that we went through last episode. Derry should have, between last week and this week, Derry should have gone out. I just feel like this is all for dramatic effect. And I didn't feel that choke, uh, choke up that Matt had. So I agree with everything that he said, but uh, I disagree about the last scene. I, yes, it was for dramatic effect. Absolutely. It was, but I, th- I think you're discounting also the power of a good looking girl uh, promising Derry um, an end game. You know what I mean? Uh, so I think Derry was the end game around. is a threesome with her brother. That wasn't a threesome. <laughs> she wasn't talking threesome. He was going to bring up the idea of a threesome. No, but um, that's the, any anybody any, else would have so wrong, that out. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it was. <laughs> those are so awkward. Those did, did you did you catch though that he was he was going to bring something up and he got cut off by Jive and Pete? But um, oh, yeah, and a good point was made in the uh, in the live stream. Uh, Derry didn't draw the short straw. Uh, he was given the last straw and it was the short straw by Jive and Pete. So it was, you know, he was set up, but look, uh, I, I really enjoyed this. Some of the things I enjoyed, I, I agree with Victor, the Tannis and, and Shania, uh, you know, defending Riley and Jonesy love that scene. Uh, you know, we need more Tannis. Um, I love the scene between Rosie and Wayne. Like I thought that was really well written. I love, it was kind of clever way to, to do the breakup. You're breaking up. We're breaking up. And, uh, that was kind of neat and, and kind of a cool way to do that. Um, Would you have liked, so I was thinking with that, that one as well, because it was a little confusing, mm. but I got it. Do you was think, it well, not confusing, maybe not the word. Do you think Wayne's reaction was appropriate? Um, what do you mean? He, like well, he didn't really do anything. Yeah, he just kind of sat there. I think he just he thought I, about and it. I, and yeah. I know he's pretty, he's pretty stoic and pretty, mm-hmm. uh, like there's not much out of him, but. I just didn't know if I, I don't know what I expected. I just yeah. have been mulling that one over, whether I thought his reaction to that breakup was, was appropriate or in character with Wayne or if we, it was in the moment, else. right? Like, and, and also who knows if he thought she said we're breaking up or whether it was the Th- phone. That's what thing. I meant. Yeah. A little confused. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wasn't confused. I, I think he knew exactly what, it, what was happening. I think he saw also, the writing on the, the wall. But, yeah. But, but he's, he's the one that kind of made it. He basically forced her to break up with him. He, he kind of broke up with her by saying, you know what? Being tough, being the toughest guy in town is actually more important to me than being with you. Mm-hmm. And, and the grass is greener here. I'm happy here. I know you've been giving me all these hints. I'm not interested. I'm staying like he kind of forced her into it. So he's the one that actually broke up with her. He mm. just made her say it. So you think, it, so you interpreted it as like a fully mutual, they're both in a happier place. Let's do this. Kind of I think it's yeah. been, I think it's yeah. ambiguous, but I think the writing's on the wall that they're, they're on their way to breaking up. Um, I, I just really enjoyed the, the, the scene, the back and forth between them. And he thinks what's her name is you. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> you who, you who, yeah, my Yoo-hoo! version is you. I, I love Tyson in between Wayne and McMurray. Like, uh, uh, so who, who's yelling? Uh, yeah, all that's like all that stuff was kind of fun. I thought he was a lot of fun in that scene. Um, and I mean, I thought the gra- I think the, the gravitas in that last scene for me, it hit well for me. Uh, like, uh, even like Wayne coming out not in a checkered shirt but in camo, like. He's fucking serious. He's yeah. he's going in to extract his buddy from behind enemy lines. That that, that was like a total military, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, 
theme. We've never gotten to that is all I'm saying. No, one hundred percent agree, but you, then you wouldn't have a story, Tanya. What'd yeah. you, what'd you think? <laughs> it's the three team league again. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Where's my spatula? God damn it. Can't find my spatula. Too long. You forfeit. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. The spatula can stay away. Did you hear him? I hear him. <laughs> he got one for you, though. Um, okay. So, yeah. Um, a lot to unpack. A lot going on in the episode. Um, I don't understand why Harley keeps on coming into Modine's. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? what the fuck is she doing there? It's, why is she there again? It's clear she's not welcome. Like, <laughs> she's she, a DJ. <laughs> she, it, but, but she's not there to see Derry. She hasn't bumped into him because he hasn't been there. Yeah. He is at DJ land. Like, he's not there. So, why does she keep on showing up. She's recruiting for the orgy later on. I just don't understand why she just keeps on showing up. And I, I, okay. So what I'm more upset about, like Tannis, love her, love that she called it her farty box. Um, (laughs) that was a great line. Um, you she, uh, so, uh, Harley said to Tannis to keep her head up that they were coming for her. And I can't believe that that line slid without any other repercussions or anything else happening from it. Cause well, any other show time that would have been the show that Tannis was getting her. Right. But remember back in the, it's in, like in you the don't basement. threaten me. Yeah. But back in the basement, uh, in the, the snooters, well, we weren't here yet last week, but yeah. in the party, Tannis was laughing at how seriously things got when they were younger to the point that she burnt right. down the, the, now the protestant, now that she's older, she doesn't think she would do that again, you know? So, I think they're growing up. But I, mean, I think that that was the opportunity mm-hmm. there. Like, if somebody's going to threaten me, yeah. especially Tannis, Tannis doesn't take to idle threats. But it's also, there's no threat there because it was just Harley and her friend. Harley and saying Har- and that Tannis she needs there to keep her head up? Sh- Shania that they'd be coming for her? No, 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 that's a like, threat. Yeah. That's it's a, a threat for later, not for the For the later, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyways, um, I, I thought that was a moment there that I was like, all right, Tannis is going to, like, stand up and set her straight mm-hmm. and it didn't happen. Um, or the rest of the episode, there was no repercussion for that, for, for what was said. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh gosh. Okay. So the whole thing, um, you kind of have to wonder if this episode or this season isn't, you know, Kiso talking about him being stuck, you know, the, oh. the, 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 the whole thing. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he just blew Matt's mind. <laughs> That's deep. Sorry. Should I have, should I have? No, keep going. Uh, Talk to me. <laughs> um, you know, Katie is talking about going to Mexico. Squirrely Dan talking about Lavina and being a Mennonite. And I know, and I agree with you, Matt, you know, there was no payout to, to Squirrely Dan dressing like a Mennonite. Um, it was just, all of these dangling carrots of things that are going to, to rock their world and change, you know, everyone's in this power struggle of what am I doing? Where am I? And, and is this where I'm staying? And everybody's struggling with, okay, I think, you know, I, I need to explore these other ideas, these other options. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going through it. And, you know, it just keeps on saying the same thing over and over again. I know it's the name of the episode, but the the whole I'm stuck. And, you know, this being the final season, this being it, 
Um, and, and you have to kind of wonder, is this Kiso's kind of letter of he, him feeling stuck? You know, that that the storylines weren't going anywhere anymore, that unless he was going to drastically change things like this episode, like this season where, you know, Dan's going to be a Mennonite. Katie's going to go away to Mexico. Um, Derry's going to go in DJ land. We know what the, the storylines are all uh, about. Um, I'm wondering if that's that whole if, if, if that's the, the deeper meaning and the deeper message behind it all. Anyways, that was one of my thoughts. Do you want to say it's anything a, to it's that? A good, no, Matt? no, I enjoyed that. It was a good thought. It, <laughs> it caught me off guard, but uh, there's always, there's always something I think we've realized over enough of this show that there's usually something behind uh, a lot of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it's a far stretch. Yeah. Um, um, Tyson McMurray, Wayne, um, the whole shouting thing. Um, McMurray really struggling with mm-hmm. what is happening and, and, you know, you, you want to help a friend. He wants to help Wayne. Be, Wayne is his friend, but at the same time, um, th- there's such a strong line in the sand mm-hmm. for Dejan. And if Derek, that's what Derry wants, then he is not wanting to do anything, be any, a part of it. Um, um, I think that that struggle was was well done. They did it twice. I, I got it the first time what the struggle was. Mm-hmm. I wasn't entirely sure why they had to go again, but I guess, um, you know, really emphasizing that McMorris having a difficult time with it. Um, Ron and Dax, I agree with everyone. Um, that was really well done. So they, they handle topics like that, like mm-hmm. big topics so well. Like just, I, I, it was, it was so great. And uh, Ron and Dax did a fantastic job. I love the spitting. Um, you know, it was just, it, it was so well done. And Remind I, me of a uh, ro- roll trying to hock a loogie in, in the other episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> um, um, I love Katie, uh, saying that it was, um, um, Derry's, uh, DJ honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and asking if he was done. Anyways, it was it was a good episode. I, oh, and I liked Squirrely Dan and um, Wayne talking about Lily, and both of them um, doing the you. Yeah, I thought that was that was good too. Rebecca, what did you think of this episode? Uh, I I liked it. I thought it was a good episode. I struggled a little bit this season, kind of keeping with all of them. Uh, just my keeping my interest, I guess, mm-hmm. in those kind of mid season episodes but i think this one picked up really well and it told the story really well you guys said pretty much everything i had to say except for the fact that i didn't like the wayne and rosie breakup oh i didn't like the way it was done i didn't like that it happened i i didn't want it to end with them ending sure Um, gotcha because it was such a good relationship yeah they were so sweet together it was so good um, but I get it. You know, she was enjoying where she was and her grass was green and his grass was green. Mm-hmm. We've all, you know, been there and been stuck, mm-hmm. but I just, uh, I hate, I didn't like the breakup. Uh, but that final scene just, I was, I almost turned it off. Oh, did you not like, they, did you not like the fact that they broke up or the way that it was done? Both. Okay. Mm-hmm. Both. I, get I didn't that. like it. I, I think that, I know Matt said it was kind of confusing the way that it was put together on the phone, but I also think that that 
you're breaking up over a phone call and it's cutting out and that it's not, we're breaking up. No, we're not breaking. It's an overdone kind of storyline yeah. in that sense mm-hmm. of being on the phone and that kind of thing. Um, so that I wasn't, could, I could have done without it, but the fact that they broke up, I didn't like, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you're, you're bringing everything together at the end, you know, you're bringing Derry back and you're bringing Dan back and you're keeping Katie, but you're losing Rosie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I, you know, that, that lost me. Mm. Uh, but the gas station scene, I don't know how many times I, I yelled, Daryl, just hop in the plane. Just hop in the truck, Daryl. Yeah. Uh, but, and then the end, I'm, Glad I didn't turn it off. I'm glad I stayed because that end just mm-hmm. it brings you back. Why in. did you almost like turn this, it off? Because of the breakup. Wayne. Yeah. Oh, because you were still upset. You were heartbroken. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> ruined my day. Well, I it mean, didn't ruin my day. <laughs> the door's still open. There it was a very amicable breakup. I mean, if Rosie ever comes back to Letter Kenny, just like the last time she left for Vancouver and came back, right? So I think. Uh, yeah, but now there's Lily. Well, now maybe now you there's know Lily. Lily's going to go move to yeah. Mexico. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, not, not if she knows Wayne's free available. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, those are all good points, and I love I love those uh, that insight, Matt. We start with you with ratings. What do you give this episode? Um, it's one of the easiest freshes I've given in a long time. I love this episode end to end. Um, I sent even my minor criticism around Dan and the lack of Dick um, <laughs> does not deter the freshness of this episode i thought it was well written well delivered good laughs good story i i know there's been a lot of debate across the dgen story playing both sides of it i thought actually it was a really good story Mm. um knowing we're going into the finale i'm assuming that the finale is basically gonna have nothing to do with everything that's happened it's gonna be a wrap-up episode uh because to me this season's already over Mm. um in terms of a storyline perspective they've they've crossed all their T's and, and done everything needs from a story perspective. So, and I'm okay with that. Um, but I thought that the DJ story was a good one to tell. I thought they delivered it well. Victor, I know you felt that the last two episodes were basically the same. I I'm with Al. I disagree. I didn't say they were the same. Well, I, you, you kind of did. You said it's like, we've been out, we've seen this story. It's get the over ending it of on. the episode, the ending of the okay, episode. Fair Again, enough. you got it. You got to get that re- Richard Donner reference, okay. but I, I enjoyed the ep- I thought the episode was fine. Like it was it wasn't it wasn't great. It wasn't yeah. bad. All the scenes were really good, uh, except uh, obviously we didn't like the Rosie uh, 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 breakup. But um, but I mean it was a fine episode. Yeah. But that ending, I just felt like we could have done something different this episode. That's okay. all. Fair enough. But at the end of the day, I'm saying I think I really love this episode. I think this season as a whole has been some of the best storytelling they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, may not be the mo- the funniest or the best mm-hmm. moments across the series, but in terms of storytelling, we've talked about this already. They tried a couple other seasons, and I didn't think it hit very hard. This story, I really enjoyed, um, and I thought they did a great job of it. Uh, Victor, your rating. My rating is also very easy. I mean, I, as soon as I finished watching the, I wasn't struggling at all. This was a, for me the most mainstream. Um, average episode uh, of average. of the of the entire series, really Something wrong. Um, and and so for me, it's an easy, easy, easy clearance. Don't oh, get you, Victor. Really? Didn't you give it a clearance last week, Matt? Yeah, 
But I had a very justified reason, I felt. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Fine. Yeah, so. Yeah, Victor's wrong. <laughs> Victor's wrong in this one. 100% wrong. This, Sorry, this, Rebecca. There goes your unicorn. I, I love this. I love this episode. I really enjoy. Uh, again, I've, I've said this before. Like, I love it when, when comedies go serious because it brings out the, la- the, the laughs. Are, it amplifies the laughs. Yeah. Um, and uh, last week, there's some really heavy, serious scenes around that ga- the gas station. And once again, this week, we had these heavy, serious scenes around the gas station again. Uh, and that last scene, I disagree, Victor, because the reason they repeated it the first time they're showing that they showed what was happening and why Derry should be afraid. The second time they're showing what Wayne's going to do for his buddy. He's going to literally put himself between his friend and a firing gun. Sure. That's how much he loves his friend. And he did it. And, and I loved it. Like it was, it was powerful. I, I, I think, uh, uh, the scene hit the way it's, the way it was meant to hit. So I really enjoyed this. Derry stuck around because he, he thought he found his people and he, and he thought he was going to get late. That's why he stuck around. He seemed to have, like it, it almost played out like he forgot it was Saturday. I'm yeah. like, how would you? Well, yeah, he literally said, like, "Oh, I forgot it's Saturday. I got to go with my grandmother's f- dog or whatever." Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. no <laughs> way, man. If it was me, last Saturday. Yeah, sure. exactly. <laughs> if it was me, see ya. I'm not coming back. There's not going to be a Monday. Anyway, this one here, week. like Matt, uh, easy, easy, fresh. I'm. I really enjoyed the storylines, and I really, really enjoyed the theme of this episode, stuck. Because coming from a small town, I know exactly what people are going through when they're thinking about that. Uh, when you know, uh, I remember when I, you know, just out fresh out of high school, and uh, I took a year off before going to to college. And I spent some time working at a Little Caesars. I think I told the story before. And a district manager offered me the store. And I quickly saw my future in his offer. And I said, no, thanks. I'm going back to school. <laughs> like, because I didn't want to get stuck in the small town. I wanted options. Yeah. I wanted to, the option, at least, to leave. Um, and so and I get it. you moved into an even smaller town. I moved into a smaller <laughs> town, not 10 minutes away. But at least I had yeah. the option. But bef- before that, I lived in the city. I went to school. I did what I wanted to do. But, uh, I, you know, whenever I do go into my hometown, so- sometimes I see those people who did get stuck. And, and uh, whether they chose to or to stay or not, what, or whether the choice was made for them, I, I, I feel that theme. I thought the theme was perfect for a final season of Letter Kenny to to explore a theme of feeling stuck, especially being in a small town like that. Uh, and But I also like the fact that most of the stories resolved with them sticking around voluntarily. They chose to stick, stick around. It wasn't that they stuck around because they had to. Tanya? Um, so far this season, I, I feel like I've been kicking and screaming because everything was th- being threatened to change. And, mm-hmm. and I kind of felt like you, Rebecca, is like, no, 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 wait. Like, let's just keep everybody together. Keep Wayne and Rosie together. Let's not end this way by like splitting everybody up. Um, This episode was the payout. This episode, everything's been building up to where are they going to go? What are they doing next? And is that how they're going to end things? And and it's not. They are going to stay. Um, You know, Katie's decided Mexico's too hot. I agree with her. Um, <laughs> you know, we get just as hot you, temperatures too poisonous. here. <laughs> yeah, too poisonous for you. <laughs> um, but everyone's made the decision that they might be stuck, but that's where they want to be. 
And and other than Wayne and Rosie, which appears as though they are 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 calling it quits, but it's really been leading to that mm-hmm. and 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 showing where their differences are, and not not that they um, uh, aren't happy for each other. Um, she seems fine that that's where he wants to be, and she, he gets it that that's where her yep. love yep. I- is. Um, so I think it did a really good job in the episode um, and, and bringing everybody back together and especially how Wayne literally had Derry's back at the end. Mm, yeah. hey, he, he, he took him out against his own will. Yeah, He was very happy with his Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I feel like this, this was the major payout. Um, I know we still have an episode to go, but this, this is that pinnacle moment. It gets a fresh. All right. Rebecca, what did you think of this episode? This episode definitely gets a fresh for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Tanya said, it's it's wrapping up all of their individual storylines and showing that this really is the place that they choose to be stuck. Mm-hmm. And it's taking all of the the big moments from throughout the season and they're putting it all and kind of finalizing it so that that last episode can be that like really great hopefully final, hopefully great final episode mm-hmm. where it's just the, the good old letter Kenny. Right. Yes. Agreed. And to people who were upset about Rosie leaving, I mean, it would be unrealistic if all of them did stay right. I mean, if you, you know, in real life people leave, like the majority of people I grew up with don't live in Bradford anymore. It's, that's just life. Right. And I know that letter Kenny is supposed to be kind of this constant and, you want people to stay where they are because we want a movie maybe <laughs> or a couple of movies or whatever. Um, you say it enough times it'll come true. Yeah. Yeah. I got to try to make it happen. Uh, but um, anyway, uh, so yeah, the fact that, yeah, Rosie's leaving it's, it or looks like she's leaving is sad, but um, I'll take that and, and have Katie stay and Derry stay and squirrely Dan stay. I'd rather I'll take those trades. Uh, MVP, Matt, who's the MVP for this? This one I was really challenged, but I'm going to go back to what I, th- I think is the same one I gave last episode was McMurray. I love McMurray. His okay. his scenes the, this season have been so passionate, mm-hmm. delivered so powerfully, and his enthusiasm just, just killed me. So all those banders in front with Tyson in the middle, I thought were so good. Mm-hmm. His marching away, everything about McMurray, even we were watching. So Jen was watching it with me today as we rewatched them. And even she was like, I still say McMurray's my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, she, and she loves him. Um, mm-hmm. So, no, I think this was a really challenging one, but McMurray stood out to me and has stood out to me in his last couple episodes. So it's McMurray again. Now I'm going to put it out there. I don't believe this, but do you think McMurray's a bit of a hypocrite because he had the same kind of views on the French, but he overlooked his hatred of the French to go help a friend to help Derry come back from Quebec. If you think back to whatever that season yeah, was, yep. right? Yeah. But in yeah. this case, but he's a piece of, he's a piece of shit. He's allowed to do that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cause, cause in this case he can't get over his hatred of DGENs. Is it just cause they're on a different level? Um, uh, I think so. I think the DGEN, is a local problem mm-hmm. that they are much more passionate about. Yeah. So the, I think the, he, sorry, go yeah. ahead. No, no. I, 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 I think it was, it was his, he was hurt because a friend mm-hmm. on the video mm-hmm. said, 
I'm a DJ. Right. He yeah. used the words. He there was a video of it, and that was the line that went too far. Yeah. I think his feelings were hurt as mm. a friend. Yeah, um, yeah because no, the, whole thing, yeah. The, the whole Hick uh, thing, the whole French thing, that that there was no um, like that that line wasn't crossed. No one that was way. threatening to join the French side. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I think that's sure. why this one was harder for him. Okay. Yeah, I would agree. I think they've all been this whole season more almost mourning Derry's transition to the DGENs in different ways. And mm-hmm. I think that's a really good point of McMurray. He, he's treating it with anger. Mm-hmm. And uh, whereas Wayne was sort of confused, a little bit of anger, a little bit of love, a little bit of everything. And Katie right? needs to own a little bit of responsibility there as well. Yeah, totally. They've all they all have taken it in different ways. Um, so that was I, I think that's a great point. But still, as McMurray, I love his delivery this episode. Okay, uh, Victor. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna give Tannis the runner up. Um, and for describing my first date, which was literally just a walk <laughs> in a park. Um, and sitting on a bench, uh, he described that to a T, um, I have to give it to Alexander. Oh, wow. Another one for Alexander from Victor. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is a tough one. I, uh, mm. some run- runners up. I, I really enjoyed Tyson in the, in those, uh, couple of scenes between when, when he's in between stuck between McMurray and Wayne, I thought he was really funny in that. Uh, I like Rosie and in, in her scenes with Wayne, despite the outcome, I thought they were fun, like they were well done. Um, and I love Tannis defending Riley and Jonesy and, and being fierce and kind of being the mama bear there. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's, it's, um, tough. I, you know what though? I think I'm going to give this one to the big guy though. I'm going to give it to Wayne because he, he literally, he put himself between harm in, in harm's way for his buddy. And uh, I don't know if I give Wayne enough uh, uh, MVP, so I'm going to give this one to him because I love that scene. Quick, quick question. I don't know if we ever talked about this. Mm. Joel Gagne, joint boy. Mm. Do we have any theories why he's not in? I know I have some assumptions or yeah, was it ever yeah. called out specifically? Uh, something to do. Yeah, something to do. I think. Well, you know what? I don't want to speculate on, on the podcast, but we can talk about it in the after show. But uh, okay. yeah, there's a reason he's not. He wasn't back. But um, okay. yeah, so. Um, yeah, Wayne did get, do a a great job. Um, but you've already given it to him, so I'm not going to, um, give my, you you can double down. No, it's okay. Um, -hmm. I'm going to give it to Ron and Dax. I think they did. (laughs) I think they did a a phenomenal job Mm -hmm. and how they took care of that with, uh, Mickey and, um, how they took care of that situation. I think it was brilliant Mm -hmm. and they did a great, like, Loved it, loved it, loved Just it. Hold up a mirror. That's all you have to do. I love it. Yeah, great, Rebecca. Uh, I am on the same page as Matt. My MVP for this episode was McMurray. Oh. Uh, it kind of showcased, I guess, his feeling of being stuck mm-hmm. as Derry's a DJ, and he was kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place between right. his head and his heart. He wanted to help a friend in need, but he was so stuck with that Derry's a degen that he just couldn't bring himself to do it for so long. Mm-hmm. And then eventually heart went out. Good put, good pick. All right. Uh, thank you guys for your ratings and your MVPs. I'm just going to move on to a couple of uh, pieces of news. First one, um, new metric uh, just announced a new show that's coming up. It's not, I don't, I don't think it's universal 
related. Like it's not a letter Kenny or Shorzy related it. Uh, it's a, a Toronto based new metric media and Quebec Prodco Encore have partnered to develop an English and French language rom-com heist miniseries. Interesting. <laughs> so ba- a lot of words. In- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So in the, in the description of the show. Yeah. So it's based on a concept created by new metric founder, uh, Ma- Mark Montefiore. Uh, and the, there's no title yet or anything. It's very early on, but uh, they announced it, uh, I think la- yesterday. So that'll be interesting. We'll keep our eyes and ears pierced for that one. Um, and, uh, the only other piece of news is, uh, next Monday we will have Ellen Jade, uh, AKA Shania visiting the produce stand. So we're looking forward to our interview with her. And I don't know if we, if we had this news last week, but the following Monday, just because we want to make Victor work even more, we're going to have Camila. We're going to have Camila on, we're going to have Bonnie McMurray on the podcast. So Yay. we can't wait to, to have her on for that one. And uh, just a few listener comments here. Uh, hey, guys, I would like y'all to think back on how much y'all came down on Katie for roasting dairy. This latest season, uh, this latest I episode, this. Uh, the episode was last week's episode. Uh, he had uh, the, the the gas station scenes show, uh, ex- um, exalt how much she cares for him. Uh, they show once again, they can pick on each other, uh, but others can't. And that was from our buddy Don. So he thinks that... Uh, uh, Katie exonerated herself with that gas station scene. Um, I'm finally caught up to you guys. Just found you at around season 10, went back and rewatched the whole series and listened after. Now we are evened up during the last season. I hope to become a patron and maybe even appear during a Shorzy season 11 uh, review. And that's from our new friend, Mark Hagar, who's also one of the newest members of our discord group. So Mark, thank you so much for joining and we hope you become a patron as well. And our last one here, this is for you, Victor, <clears throat> you were, you'd oh. mentioned, no, nothing bad. You, you'd mentioned <laughs> not this time <laughs> you were you're, you're, the rush beer that you were drinking last week. Uh, as I was called out for more information on the rush, uh, beer, it's by Henderson brewing designed with Getty and Alex, uh, it's a Canadian golden ale with rye. Uh, they've also done a few rush themed bottle releases. They've recently uh, opened a rush themed bar at, uh, at the Toronto Pearson terminal one outside security. Yeah. And that's our buddy, yeah. Adrian. Here. I'm actually bummed that I didn't know that. Cause I, I know Henderson. I've been to that brewery a number of times. Mm-hmm. If you haven't had Henderson beer in general, it's really good. Okay. Went to the same middle school and same high school, not at the same time, but just after them as rush. Right. Yeah, not as, as, uh, yes, Getty and Alex, and uh, it was Fisherville and Newtonbrook for those uh, in the area. Okay, so uh, we're down to final comments. Matt, you're first. Uh, another fun one, Rebecca. Thank you so much for coming out and uh, tolerating our extensive pre show. I know there's a, <laughs> a lot of rambling and getting started, but that's how we roll. Um, Again, I told you it's been a rough week, guys. Uh, I, I feel like a lot of them have been lately, surprisingly, but um, I needed this. It's always a blast. I'm sad that it's coming to an end in terms of season 12, but uh, I've really liked the season and I can't wait to see how it ends. So here we go now. All right, Victor. Yeah, um, I'm also interested in this final episode. Um, obviously, it's it's one of those things where it's, they're probably going to have like a montage fight at the beginning just to kind of finish off with that nonsense. And then I'm just <laughs> interested to see what we're going to get in this final episode. I'm hoping just some good vibes and good times and uh, n- no more DJ and stuff. So we'll see. Um, 
Rebecca, you were great. Uh, even, uh, you know, through all of the jabbering that we did, uh, you gave some great points. Uh, and, and even though you really enjoyed the episode, you had some valid criticism around the Rosie uh, breakup. So, mm -hmm. so really, really good stuff. Um, yeah. So uh, looking forward to uh, the next show and uh, these never ending interviews. What the hell? Are you <laughs> complaining, Victor? I'm just saying. Oh, there man. are lots of replacement opportunities. You're upset about this. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a bit of a lineup behind you if uh, you want to take a day off. Um, <laughs> Rebecca, Hello you did down. a great job tonight. Thank you so much. And and I, I hear you were, you might have been nervous leading up to this. I hope that uh, we we were easy on you and and uh, you had fun. Um, we had fun having you and and you brought some great insights. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, well, you're our favorite Cooper now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well done uh thank you for coming out and uh looking forward to um yeah to having to seeing you more on on the discord and and join us for after parties and ag calls it should be fun i think cooper was the last name of Vinny from the wonder years yes winnie cooper you're correct yes Tan? rebecca thank you so much for coming out tonight it was great uh meeting you and uh all your insight and it was it was uh it was great to have you on the show mm. um yeah this was a lot of fun um um i'm kind of not looking forward to next week because that's it isn't it yeah and uh, I'm wondering if Matt's going to cry. So um, I'm wondering if you're going to cry. I'm surprised he's not crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it will be a little sad. This is, uh, it's been a, an adventure, but uh, we won't go there yet. Um, uh, and we've still got Shorzy, so don't, we don't really need to go there at all. That's right. Shorzy um, and 49 more episodes of something. Of so, something. Yeah, so. And whatever else our our listeners are going to come up with exactly yeah oh yeah <laughs> true yeah. there's no true. shortage of content all new all good things to come there you go rebecca well thank you guys for having me uh i was i was nervous coming on but uh it turned out a lot better than i <laughs> ran over in my brain hundreds of times uh, -huh. uh but I've See, heard it's never as bad as you, about, it's never as bad as you think it's gonna be never. right never yeah. it never is uh <laughs> i've heard great hilarious fun stories about all of you guys from Robbie and he has surprisingly the nicest things to say about all of you. Even oh, that's our Robbie. And yeah, We're shocked. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. I'm, I'm sad that, that it's coming to an end, but we do still have Shorzy and all of the other great things that are bound to come from mm -hmm. here. And it was, I mean, it was a great time. Thank you again for having me. And, uh, I'll be in the discord. Amazing. All right. So let's, I'm going to play us off here for, with a song from tonight's episode. And it's the song at the end there. And that during that montage by a great French band called Phoenix, the song is called countdown. Here we go. Countdown. And that's all we have for this episode. Next week, we will recap and review the series finale of Letterkenny over and out with our buddy, Jen. If you'd like to support this podcast, please tell a friend. Also, follow us on social media outlets at ProtoSamPod. 
Thank you for joining us. Now we're going to head over to the after party with our new friend, Rebecca, and we'll uh, let her and Robbie duke it out over who's our favorite. On behalf of Rebecca, Tanya, Matt, Victor, and myself, thank you for listening and have a great week.